0: sit there we go all right good morning everyone it's so good to see you and to be here i am blessed to be in the house of god you know if you're physically able let's go ahead and let's stand Father in heaven, this morning we thank you because you are present with us. We thank you, God, because we're not lacking, we're not going without, but because we have your spirit, God, we have all that we need for life and godliness. We thank you, God, that you have given us your kingdom. When Jesus was with Nicodemus, he said, You must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. And Father, right now that we know, when we know we're born again, we thank you because we have the kingdom of heaven living within us. So, right now, Father, we lift up the name of Jesus. And Lord, if there's any sick among us, we thank you for your healing power flowing through this place. If there's anyone who is in doubt or unbelief, we thank you that at the preaching, of your word you will bring assurance and confidence in who you are and father we just thank you this morning for your message It is not a message of man, but it is a message of God to encourage, to build up, and to edify your church this morning, that we, Father, would complete our God assignment here on earth, that when we face Jesus face to face, we will not be ashamed, but he will turn to us and he will say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter the joy of the Lord, prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give God a shout right now. Let's give God a clap. Father, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, God, this morning. We thank you, Lord. Woo! In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You know, the noisiest place... In the city should not be the club. It should not be the baseball stadium. It should be the house of God. And it's not because we just want to make a noise or we just want to make a name. But it should always be because the house of God is full of people that are excited. It's full of people that know who their God is. And they know that at one time I was headed for a place called hell. But no longer I'm headed for a place and a destiny called heaven. Because that is the place that God has prepared for every man and woman here on this earth. And this morning, I want for you to be encouraged because no matter what circumstance or situation you're in, God is with you and God loves you. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it when you're going through a situation. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it when you're in the middle of persecution, you're in the middle of prejudice, you're in the middle of people stabbing you in the back. But the whole reason why we've been given God's Spirit The whole reason why God is in us is so that He can live through us and we can experience the kingdom of heaven here on earth as it flows through us. This morning, we're going to be talking about claiming God's kingdom for yourself. And I want to, Regina, correct? Regina, thank you so much. You know, the church should always desire to walk and to live in the anointing. And we experience God moving by his spirit. And we just thank Regina so much for being sold out and being pure. And not wanting to come to perform, but wanting to really give praise to God Almighty. Thank you so much, Regina. Continue to pursue the Lord. Claiming God's kingdom for yourself. Turn to the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 32. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 32. Jesus is teaching his disciples, and he's telling them not to worry about what you're going to wear, not to worry about what you're going to eat, don't worry about physical things. And when we turn to the, we're not going to turn there, but when you look at the book of Matthew and the, the, the Sermon on the Mount, it said, look at the birds of the air. Not one of them, the sparrows, not one of them falls to the ground without your heavenly Father not being aware of it. How much more value are you to God? Why did Jesus, Jesus didn't just mention the sparrow because it's his favorite bird. The reason why Jesus mentioned the sparrow is because the sparrow is such a small and almost insignificant bird. This little sparrow, almost Seems to be like nothing. And he mentioned the sparrow because he wanted for you to know that if, since God thinks so much of a little tiny bird that to you seems insignificant, but to God he's significant, the little bird is significant, and since he's provided for the sparrow, since you are the center of God's creation, will he not provide for you? Imagine that. You are the center of God's creation and All of creation was created for your enjoyment and for us as living human beings created in the image of God to take dominion and walk in the authority of Jesus Christ that we've been given since he's been raised from the dead, he's been resurrected, he's no longer dead, he's alive, and he lives in you by the power, by the love, and by the presence of his Spirit. So here Jesus, he's teaching the multitudes, he's teaching the disciples. Right now, by God's spirit, he is teaching us, his disciples. We're all learning together. He says, do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Wow. When you think of a kingdom, what do you think of? Let's just kind of meditate on that right now. When you think of a kingdom, what do you what do you think of? You know, a few years ago I was in my kitchen. I was sitting down at the table eating, and I got a visual thought of, you know, when you read like let's say Cinderella or or one of those children's books and it's talking about a kingdom, and it'll have a picture of the, of the large castle that the king and the queen live in. And I had a visual thought of that in the in, in form of a transparency. And I saw it like coming down and me being in the middle of it. And I want for you to get that picture. Imagine a, a palace, a king and a queen's palace And imagine it almost like it's transparent and it coming down and you standing in the very middle of it. So that wherever it is that you plant your feet, the kingdom is there no matter who's opposing you, no matter who's talking against you, no matter who's calling you a a name because of the color of your sin, of color of your skin, it doesn't matter because since you are a child of God, you are in the kingdom and the kingdom is within you, but it's only because we suppress the God in us, and we allow ourselves to be intimidated by the system of the world, by the voice of Satan, that we think that the kingdom isn't real and isn't advancing. It's not because God has no power. It's because we're not acknowledging the power by what we're thinking and by what's coming out of our mouth and by what we're believing. God has given us his word because his word is the manual for life. We believe as Christians that this word from Genesis to Revelation is the entire word of God. It is infallible. It is without mistakes and without error. And this is God speaking to us his infallible and his word of power and of love. But when we separate ourselves... From hearing the word of God, then it's that time that we begin to doubt and walk in unbelief. Because remember, the very first appearance of Lucifer in the Bible was when he came to Eve. And what was the very first thing that he said? Did God say? To influence her. To, for her to doubt the word of God as if it isn't true. As if it isn't true. And Jesus is here and he's the first thing he says is, do not fear. Why is it that he says do not fear? Because Jesus knows that life happens. What am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? Am I going to have enough to pay the rent this month? Am I going to have enough even after I pay the rent, pay the bills, put gas in my car, enough to even maybe go out to dinner at least once this month? God, are you there? God, are you taking care of me? And because the circumstances can speak so loudly and we're in the midst of circumstances and situations that, are, that want for us to bring our mind to think that God is not with us, we begin to doubt and have unbelief. But Jesus is here. He says, Do not fear little flock, do not fear people of center point, for it is the Father's good pleasure, wow, to give you the kingdom. It's not the world's pleasure to really do anything for you, but it's the world's pleasure to use you. Mistreat you, abuse you, call you names because of your ethnicity, call you names because you're not able to perform on the job like they demand for you, but it is the Father's good pleasure. And who is the Father? Well, just like it says in James, He is the Father of lights, and every good and perfect gift comes from above. Nothing evil nothing wrong comes from above, nothing evil, nothing wrong comes from the father, but only that which is good. And it is God's good pleasure. It is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm. What does it, what does kingdom mean really? Well, the biblical definition, it means royal power. Royal power, kingship. You know, I've realized that sometimes it's kind of hard to get a grasp of that for real because we live in a a democracy, a democratic uh, nation that we don't have a king, we don't have a queen, we have a president. So it's kind of hard to grasp. But the kingdom of God, see, everything that the Father commands us to do he has already purpose for it to be for our good and for it to be for us to fulfill purpose and his will. And when we do, we experience his goodness, his power, what he had planned all along for us. Kingdom, it means royal power, kingship, dominion, rule, the territory subject to the rule of a king. Let me say this right now. I want for you. So let me, let me say this. So if this is true and it is, so since this is true, then why do we experience what we experience in life? Let's, let's not even think about the world, because we could talk about what Jesus said, that in the last days there shall be ru- wars and rumors of wars. Nation and kingdom shall be divided and go to war against kingdom and nation. There'll be earthquakes in various places. Let's just think right now and concentrate on our life. So since I have the kingdom in me, why is it that I can still show up to work and the boss is acting like a jerk, why is it that I, can, that I have the kingdom of heaven in me, but my, my kids still act up? I still get a flat tire on the way to work or somewhere I have to be, and that's important. Why is it that stuff still happens? Well, we're living in a fallen world, and that stuff will happen. But since the kingdom of heaven is within you, it's, it, it, God has set it up that that will never have us literally where is the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven operates wherever his children his sons and his daughters choose for it to operate all right, all right. so even though i walk into the job site and everyone knows i'm a christian so they've been they're starting to persecute me I haven't maybe been performing like I should have, not because I'm lazy, but because I just need to, to, to advance more and work or grow or mature, and since the kingdom is in me, I can walk into work and not be defeated, not walk into my home and the children are acting up, the spouse is, is going haywire, I can walk into that situation, and because I have the kingdom of God in me, I'm not going to allow for my mouth to say, oh my goodness, isn't this a horrible situation, I'm so but rather walk into a situation and well God, I thank you that even though the circumstance and the situation may not be what I desire but Lord, your king, your ruler rule over my life right now rule over my thoughts right now Father, rule in this situation because when the world sees the power of God working in you and they know that in that situation they would have started cussing they would have grabbed the bottle, they would have grabbed the joint, but you don't do that. What makes you so different? Every time we tell a dirty joke, you just walk up and leave. I've never heard you say a cuss word. I know you went through that difficult time years ago, but every time I saw you, you still had a smile on your face. You still were talking about God. You still were praising. Why is that? god desires for the kingdom of heaven to flow out of us so much that people begin to ask questions what is it about you that makes you i can't figure you out why because the world cannot relate to jesus christ but because of the victory that we exercise here on this earth They'll be curious and they'll want to know what makes you act the way you do. Mm -hmm. Therefore, giving us a platform to begin to share with them and tell them about Jesus. The disciples knew of and were waiting for the kingdom of God to be manifested on earth. Psalm 22, verse 28. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. Remember that during the time of Jesus, the Roman government ruled over the region of Judea and Jerusalem, and the Israelites, the Jews, knew that there was a coming kingdom of God. And when Jesus showed up, and the disciples begin to know who he was. They were desiring for the kingdom to come now. A physical kingdom. And so when Jesus is here telling them not to worry, don't stress out about what you're going to eat, about tomorrow, don't worry about that. And he says it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You know, when he was speaking that, He was talking future. The kingdom that you've been expecting, the kingdom that the religious leaders have taught you about, the kingdom that your fathers have taught you about is coming. It's coming. But there's a greater kingdom, or not not a greater kingdom, but, but an aspect of the kingdom is here now, and the Father desires to bestow it on you, and it'll live inside of you. And as Christians, we can't desire so much. Oh, I can't wait to get to heaven. It's almost like jumping up. Maybe I can rapture myself. Woo! I gotta get out of here. It's so bad. It's so bad, Pastor. I gotta get out of here. Really. <laughs> I know I felt like that too. I'm not making fun of anybody. Because I felt like that too. Huh? It's like, oh my gosh, Lord, why can't you just rapture me now? <laughs> yes. And Jesus, and Jesus is telling him, do not fear. It's God, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. There's a kingdom that is coming that you will literally walk into. Yet, an aspect of the kingdom, a dimension, that's a better word, a dimension of the kingdom is here now. It's here now. It's here now. How do we know that? Well, because when Regina was up here singing, she releasing the kingdom she was releasing the anointing why not because she was desiring to perform and did all these somersaults on the stage but she came up here said, I know she prayed Lord just use me this morning to let your spirit flow let your anointing flow because it's only the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage why have we as a church In general, overall, sometimes why do we separate ourselves from the anointing and the desire to walk as an anointed children of God? The disciples knew about the kingdom. The disciples knew because they knew the scriptures. Every young man that was raised, his father was responsible to teach them the scriptures. They knew that there was a coming kingdom. Luke 17, verses 20 and 21. Here, the Pharisees asked Jesus a question. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God, listen to this, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. It doesn't come with my physical eye seeing a kingdom here on earth or my physical eye seeing a kingdom coming out of the clouds it doesn't come that way verse 21 nor will they say see here or see there for indeed the kingdom of god is within you in the same you know in the same way that we have a routine everyone has a routine You know what your routine is in the morning, brush your teeth, whatever it might be, we need to begin to have a routine in life that I make faith declarations, I say God I thank you that the kingdom is within me, God I thank you that your son Jesus died for me, God I thank you that I'm victorious in Christ Jesus, nor will they say see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. How do we claim God's kingdom for ourselves? This subject of God's kingdom, as every, other, every subject in the Word, is, can be taught, will be taught for eternity. But for this moment right now, there's just three things I want to touch on. How do we claim God's kingdom for ourselves? How do I allow for God's rule and God's reign to not only dwell within me that I'm experiencing it? But how do I let it out? Well, how do we claim God's kingdom for ourselves? The first way is by entering God's kingdom. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. You know, probably one of the most misinterpreted scriptures in the Bible. Here, Jesus, he says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, so that's Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Jesus is speaking, and he says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, okay? And the violent take it by force. So it sounds, if you just read it in the English, like, oh, my goodness, the kingdom is suffering. People are opposing it, and it's suffering. They're beating Jesus up. No, 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 no. Far from the truth. No one can come against the kingdom and win because Jesus broke the They not, maybe won't prevail. No, they shall not prevail. Yeah. So really what Jesus was saying is now, until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence or it's being seized. It's being seized and the strong and the energetic, they're taking it by force. They're claiming it eagerly. They're claiming it eagerly. Why is that? Why, as we're going to read right now, why was it that people were flocking to check out this man called John the Baptist? Jerusalem, all of Judea was coming, and they were being baptized. What was it about this man, John the Baptist? So when Jesus said that, He didn't mean that the kingdom is suffering, but what he meant was that people are seizing, or the the kingdom of heaven is being seized. It's being taken. It's it's being claimed for themselves. And the energetic, the forceful, are pressing into it, and they're claiming it for themselves. I see! John the Baptist and what he's preaching because when I look back and I go to the synagogue um, day after day after day I don't experience any power but when I see this man this man has power I need to find out what is going on with this man called John the Baptist power the world wants to see the power of God the world is waiting to see the power of God John the Baptist did not live and speak as an unsure and wimpy man. He was sure of God and sure of God's assignment for his life. He was sure. You know, I imagine John the Baptist, of course, it says he was dressing in camel's hair. He was, a, he was No doubt, he was a guy. He probably had long hair, long beard, and, and his appearance, I'm sure, looked rough. And maybe I'm sure he that boy. He didn't pull no punches. He told me like it was. I'm huh, passing. <laughs> maybe even seemed a bit brash at times. Okay, he was sure of God's assignment for his life. Satan desires to feminize the church and make her sterile. No word. No holiness. No fruit. So then, me as an unbeliever. Why should I believe what you're saying about God when you're drinking like I'm drinking? When you're cussing like I'm cussing? When you're all tatted up like I'm tatted up? No, of course I'm not. Things happen before we come to Christ. When you're doing the very same things that I'm doing, but yet you say that Jesus can set you free. From what? You're doing it. So why should I believe you if your life looks no different than mine? It's effort. It's energy. It's pressing in that draws us to want to be separate and holy. It's not easy at times, but it's not impossible, but it takes effort. Doing what your body doesn't want to do, wake up early in the morning to pray. Open up the word and begin to read. Mm-hmm. The phone is ringing, but you I can't answer it now. I got to read the word. I got to press into the kingdom. Matthew 3, verses 1 through 6. In those days, Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, repent means to change one's mind. And that message is a message of hope. It's a message of encouragement. It's a message of victory. Why? What is it that Jesus and John the Baptist were really saying? What they were really saying is, turn! Turn from your sin! Turn from the old way of thinking. Why? Because there's a better way! Mm-hmm. The kingdom of heaven is now at hand and there's a better way! There's a way that you've never walked in before. That's a way that you've never thought of before, but trust when you change your mind, and when you repent, and you'll experience the kingdom of heaven. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, John the Baptist, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Mm. That's a man's man right there. I don't know if I can eat locusts. <laughs> How you have ever eaten a locust? Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> he's a rough guy, he's a big, burly man. Then Jerusalem, listen to this. Ooh. Then Jerusalem, all Judea. How many people is that? I have no idea. It's probably millions. I don't, I don't know. Or, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, all Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Woo! Do we understand understand what that looks like? That would be like Pastor said, walking out to the park and I said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And all Chino begins to walk outside of their homes. And there's not enough room in here. We have to have service in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, trusted yeah. men and women of God continue to say that look out for the revival God yes. right now. I don't know, is it four years, is it five years, is it seven years, is giving us a window of time to continue to pray, share our faith, and expect a of the whole in our time lord bring it how do we claim god's kingdom for ourselves by entering god's kingdom with energy seizing it for ourselves and that is not just a one-time thing that's a daily seizing it because i can enter the kingdom at one point but then i can abandon it at another But when I daily choose to enter into the kingdom by waking up and begin to press in and say, Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you, God, and begin to worship, to praise, to adore the Lord through prayer. Number two, through confident prayer. Matthew chapter 6, 9 and 10. So how do we claim God's kingdom for ourselves By entering it. Not just one time, by continuing to enter it on a daily basis. By what we think, by what we say, by our heart attitude. That's how we keep ourselves active in the kingdom of heaven. Second way, through confident prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray. And we know this as the model prayer. In this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name is great, God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. That's one thing I definitely pray. Lord, let your kingdom come, let your will be done in my life, in the life of my son, in the life of my wife, and whoever else comes to my mind at that moment. Let your kingdom come. God wants us to be confident in prayer. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15. Now this, we always, just wait, always have to take the scriptures personal. You know, sometimes it's not good to take things personal. <laughs> you mess yourself up. <laughs> But take the Bible personal, because it's written for you. Amen. Mm, that's right. That's yes. right. Amen. Yes. It's written for you. Imagine that God the Father is sitting in front of you, and he says, this word I give to you, because I love you, because you're an overcomer. You're victorious, and you have my identity inside of you. This is a confidence that who has? We. The church, the body of Christ. It makes no difference who you are, where you come from. See, that's what trips us up is we're so focused on where we've come from. And it's an abusive place. It's a bad place. It's a place where I'm neglected, rejected, and abused. And it keeps us from where we're at now as a believer, victorious and strong in Christ. God has the ability to make us strong. Now, this is the confidence that you have in Christ. That if we ask anything according to his will, what is his will? It's his word. So the more we know the word, the better we are at praying. How many of you have said, Oh, please don't ask me to pray publicly? I'm scared. I don't know how to pray. If you find yourself in that position today, why do I what do I do? Well, Sure, we can take courses on praying more effectively. But really, everything you need is done by the Spirit. Begin to read the Word. Daily. Over and over, read the Word. And the Word will teach you how to pray. Because the Word in you is the Word that comes out of you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. According to His will, He hears us. Why? Why is it that God hears us when we pray? according to his will, because we need to realize that God will only bless what he's already written. God is, will only bless what he has already ordained. Why? Because without faith, it is impossible to please God, but we grow in faith, as Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, not only hearing the voice of a woman or a man speaking and preaching the word, ooh, but the Spirit speaking to your spirit on the inside, and faith is built. Yeah, yeah, yes, and if we and if we know that He hears us, how can we know that He's hearing us? Because the Spirit bears witness in your spirit that you're children of God and also bears witness with everything else that has to do with the Spirit. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him, that we have asked of him. I've been praying for three years now. Nothing has happened. I've been praying for months. Nothing has happened. I don't know why but we have to learn to be like a persistent widow who was wearing out the judge. Remember that? Yes, yes. He was like, man, this lady is wearing me out. Yes. Give her what she wants. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Lest you kill me. Yes. Yes. That, yes, yes. Lest you just totally wear me out. Yes. And then Jesus said, if this unrighteous and wicked judge her what she wanted, how much more yes.
1: Father who helps you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. yes.
0: Thank you, Lord. Father loves you. Yeah, thank the Lord. Number one, how do we claim the kingdom for ourselves? Enter God's kingdom. Through confident prayer, last one. Endure yeah. victorious. Yeah. Endure persecution and tribulation with patience and faith. 2 yeah. Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 3. Paul writes and he says we are bound to thank God always for you. Why? Brethren as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly. Wow. They're growing. And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God. For your patience and faith in what? In all persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Which is manifest evidence. It's evidence of the righteous judgment of God. That you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. For which you also suffer. Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation, those who trouble you. Is anyone troubling you right now? Is anyone persecuting right now? It's the Lord that's going to repay. And to give you, don't don't try to repay. No, let the Lord repay. Yes, sir. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. So, so Pastor, I know we've got to close right now. We're going to close right now. So, the the reason why our son Isaiah is not with us is because um, he's in eighth grade and he's going to be going to ninth grade, which is high school, um, in office. So, he wants to play football. So, he's not here because for the next five Sundays, for the next five Sundays, he has to be in conditioning. He has to be in conditioning. So, why is it that we start so soon? I mean, start you know what, he's not even going to have a game for about another three months. Let's just start the day before. Because if we start the day before, they're going to lose 76 to nothing. (laughs) But it's the conditioning physically, it's the conditioning uh, mentally, and it's even the relationship that they're going to build with their coach that is going to bring them on the field on that very first scrimmage, on that very first game, that is going to make them prepared and ready for what's about to come. Make them ready, not just to enter into the end zone to celebrate, but it's also going to make them ready when they get hit and they fall flat on their face, but they can just bounce back up. and now begin to cry. I'm hurt. Oh, my mama. Yeah. Yeah. And I say that. I say that to say right here where it says in verse 4 of that scripture. So that we ourselves, both of, of you, among the churches of God for your patience and faith. In all per, in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Oh, I, I can't endure anything if I have been praying. Come if I have been praying if I'm not seizing the kingdom for myself on a daily basis, hit me with something and I will fall. I'll begin to cuss. I'll begin to do all this other stuff that is against God. If I have not on a daily basis been training and conditioning myself to seize the kingdom because tribulations and trials and trouble are not there as, a, as to break you. To destroy you, but they are to make us stronger. Yes,
1: yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Because we don't suffer alone. The Bible says in uh, Second, uh, Second Timothy chapter one verse eight. Second Timothy chapter one verse eight that we suffer according to the power of God. Amen. Could we all stand this morning, Pastor? Do you want to do I close? Or? Let's go ahead and stand this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. That you gave to us this morning. The message. Encouraging and letting your church. Your side, know they are victorious. You are with them. The kingdom of heaven is within them. And they do not need to be afraid. They do not need to worry. For Jesus Christ has been raised. From the dead. This morning. If you would say. I'm not sure. If I. Have this kingdom or this Jesus that you're talking about inside of in our hearts. And I'm not sure if I'm going to enter into heaven. Folks, make no mistake. It's a proven fact that 10 out of 10 people will die if we become And no one There are only two dimensions in this world. There's only two kingdoms in this world. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. The cartoons show it. The movies show it. So much has been written about it. The opposition of good and evil. Why is that? Because it's based on a spiritual reality. Ask this morning if there is any among you, and I ask this question where will you spend eternity when you die? Evolution proclaims that you'll just puff, you'll just float into nothingness, you'll just uh, enter into a vacuum, a black hole, but that's not true. Where Jesus told a story about a rich man and Lazarus who lived their lives differently, and Lazarus was in heaven was saved in paradise, but the rich man was in hell being tormented. There is a real place called hell, but it was created not for people, but for the devil and his angels. Heaven was created literally for every man and woman that was created in the image of God, but unfortunately because people reject the message of Christ, they may not dwell there. This morning. Are you unsure of where you'll spend eternity? God has a purpose and a plan for your life that you can have a plan for yourself so tremendous and so amazing. Jesus Christ, who is God, came, lived on this earth, lived a perfect life, and died on a cross. Because he carried our sin. And our sin is what caused him. To give his life this morning, is there anyone? I want to know Jesus. I want to change my mind about my life and give my life over to God. Is there anyone here this morning? And if you could bow your heads and close on the count of three, I want for you to just lift up your hands this morning. One, God desires you. He loves you. Two, three. Lift up your hands right now for anyone, anyone this morning. God bless you, God bless you. Amen. Amen. This morning, um, I'll be up here Pastor, pass her, pass her here, and this morning we do special prayer. I want you to come forward. You, baby, have abandoned the kingdom of your life. You've neglected the kingdom of your life. Would you begin to come forward? To surrender all to Christ. To say, God, forgive me. I seize the kingdom now. By entering this altar at Center Point Church, to say, God, I love you. I need you. I'm here to seize what, is, what you've given to me. Father, we just thank you right now. For your saints, we thank you, God, that you love them and that you're stirring them on the inside. You're stirring them on the inside. Whether or not anyone comes up, but Lord, I thank you that you're stirring all of us, because all, because all of us can fall short, all of us. I thank you, Lord, that your church is being made ready and prepared as a bride, ready for the groom's return. We are blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This Jesus a hand. Thank you, Lord.
1: you know the as we press in to the kingdom we get it and what it means is to really go after it just like the stuff that comes after you just, no listen is there any stuff that ever comes after you and you feel like you're being chased down you feel like you're being pressed pressed upon and you feel as though that things are just grabbing at you all grabbing at your ankles trying to pull you down grabbing at your life trying to trying to make a mess of it well the kingdom is available to us to, to press in to receive it that way. Everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness, God says he's already given it to us. But if we don't desire to get it, we can't receive it. He's already given it to us. Often we receive things in our lives and we have things that have been given to us in our lives. And if we don't claim it, we can't, we can't actually operate in it. You know, there's folks that have... Um, getting getting new vehicles for themselves Uh, i remember some of the friends of mine that got brand new cars at 16 years old but they didn't have driver's license got brand new cars couldn't drive the car because they couldn't they couldn't claim it legally because they couldn't they they didn't have a driver's license even drive it yet well there's some things that god has given us i mean health preservation soundness of mind comes with salvation right But until we claim it, until we confess with our mouths that we believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, we cannot be saved. But until that happens, that's when we know we're saved. That's when we know we know Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Amen. This morning, we're going to receive an offering for our guest ministers that have come today. So I want you to prepare your hearts to give this morning. Uh, We don't often have a lot of ministers coming through that we have to give offerings to. But when we have one come through or have several come through, what we want to do, we want to bless them. We want to be able to say the workers worthy of their hire. Because God is the, not, there's, these are not hirelings, by the way. These are folks that are, do ministry all over the country. And we want to trust God that we are to give this morning with a cheerful heart. God loves a cheerful giver. You need an envelope, lift your hand real high. Uh, Brother Bruce will get one to you right now. With Lucky
0: Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.